welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Say Master is here and you still have not taken off your shoes. Yo, what's going on world? Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Top Podcast. We are on episode number 78. Um, it is a nice, bright, somewhat breezy uh, Monday morning, March the 19th, when I'm recording this at the time. Um, as always, before I get started, got to get the plugs in. So as you guys know, if you don't know by now, you can listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes. If you're on iTunes, please rate, subscribe, and most importantly, leave a review. I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, questions can be sent to dojotalkpodcast at yahoo.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Serial Sensei, and you can hit us up on Facebook. Also, uh, just go to Facebook, type in Dojo Talk Podcast, and you will find us there also. So, that's my long morning spiel intro. <laughs> um, I guess real quick, before I get into uh, meat and potatoes of the episode, got got some album reviews uh, on deck. But before we get to that, just a few other random uh, ramblings. Had a nice, humbling experience yesterday. Um, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned on this podcast that uh, I'm a writer, even though I don't talk about writing on my podcast (laughs) that is kind of what I do or at least what I'm trying to do that's the the dream goal what I would like to make a career out of and lately within like these last couple years I've been getting a lot more serious about it uh, which has involved me dusting off a lot of old projects and trying to edit them reworking them you know trying to make them the the best that they can possibly be so I had an old script that I had wrote while ago that i've rewritten maybe once or twice and i knew it wasn't really like ready to be up to par and sent to competitions so i sent it off uh to an editing service that i came across of i came across just to get some feedback on it and i got my my email back last night finally after about uh, i think i sent it to him about a week or two ago and boy did they tear that 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 uh that screenplay apart (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> boy they 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 uh they made me feel like this this might not be the thing for me <laughs> but um i appreciated it though we need need you need the honest feedback um a lot a lot of the critiques they had i was i was pretty sure they were gonna say but then there were some also that i honestly just hadn't even considered um so yeah i got that email last night i was like man like they 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 really laid into me <laughs> but it's, it's all good it's all good you know and in order to get better you know you gotta get knocked down a peg sometimes you gotta get you gotta get put in your place and knock back down to reality so it's all good i, I appreciate the <laughs> the honesty they gave me so i definitely gotta get back in the lab gotta gotta get the rework in the script you know doing what i can do to make it better also got my book sent that off to get uh edited still waiting to get that back so glad i've been making like real progress on that so hoping the book um the the script i know is going to take a while the book i've been i've been working on this for years and I'm, i'm hoping like this should honestly be a real thing by the end of this year like editing has been like the hardest step um and i'm pretty much i would hope to say i'm i'm at the the ending phases of editing so uh, once i get this edit back uh, this will be my final edit and then i will move on to the next step which i'm not quite sure what it is because um, i'm doing this independently i don't really have a book on how to get any of this done i'm just <laughs> kind of learning as i go but um yeah man the indie grind man is is real from the podcast to writing just being a content creator in general uh, the indie grind is very very real so yeah man but anybody who's a creator out there um get other people to look at your projects whether it be writing or music or whatever it is you do 
they will definitely pick up on things that you didn't notice and they might knock you back down in reality you might not like any of what they say but it's probably true <laughs> so you know just keep, keep that in mind when you're out there creating other opinions uh do matter as much as we like to think they do not they uh they do matter they'll, they'll catch mistakes that you're not looking out for but uh on to one other thing I, I meant to mention uh, at least like a week or two ago I went to see that movie Annihilation um, for people who are unaware and I, I won't spend a ton of time talking about this not even really like a full review just some, some quick line of notes and thoughts um, Annihilation was uh, I guess you would call it like a sci-fi or, or I'll say on, on IMDB uh, they have it listed as an adventure slash drama slash fantasy which yeah, I, I guess that's pretty accurate I, I would still say like a sci-fi-ish but you, you get the the gist of it um but yeah this this was a sci-fi film not really at least from what i heard it didn't get like a ton of buzz um i, I saw a couple of people who i follow on youtube uh, and twitter talk about it and this normally wouldn't be the kind of movie i would like rush to go see but enough people talked about it that it kind of piqued my interest so i looked up a trailer checked it out um i think i also gave it a shot it was directed by uh, Alex Garland, same guy who did Ex Machina, which I really enjoyed. So, I figured I would give this a shot. So, actually, uh, me and my brother went to see this about a week or two ago. And, like I said, this isn't normally the kind of movie I would really watch. Um, but I enjoyed it. It, it was kind of weird. It was, it was a little different. But it was a really interesting take. Um, how do I even describe this? A really interesting take on like nature, growth, creation, um, aliens. I, I guess you could kind of say. Um, movie stars Natalie Portman, um, Jennifer Jason Leigh, if I'm saying that right, Tessa and Tessa Thompson. Um, but yeah, man, it, it was just I, I, like I said, I don't. I can't really get into too much details. I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about it. But I would say, like, if, if you were somebody who saw this trailer and you maybe, like, you were on the fence about seeing it, definitely watch it. It's, it's worth a watch. It's, it's definitely uh, it's something a little different. It's definitely something a little different. Um, I want to say I saw that this was going to be on Netflix soon. I might be confusing it with another movie. I'm not sure. Um, but I didn't mind spending money on it. Um, but if you don't spend money on it, it's definitely at least worth a Netflix watch. Like I said, it's, it's, it's something a little different. It's, it's very, <laughs> like the whole, throughout the whole movie, you just get this eerie feeling like something's wrong, something's off. And you, you kind of spend the whole movie in your head trying to figure out what it is until it actually happens. And I kind of like that because it, you know, it builds up some, some kind of, you know, tension. But yeah, man, Annihilation it was, a, was a pretty dope flick, so uh, shout-outs to everybody involved uh, creating that. I think it was based on a book also, I'm not sure, but um, yeah, go 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 check out Annihilation. It's a, it's a pretty pretty dope, pretty different, you know, sci-fi slash fantasy slash adventure uh, flick. Um, that's pretty much all I've been kind of watching lately. Oh, no, a lot. I've been watching Dragon Ball Super. Uh, episode 130 which by the time you guys hear this will be have happened already that came out on saturday uh, this is the first time i was able to watch super with the rest of the world because i finished playing catch up man the series is so fire man i'm so glad i i rushed <laughs> to catch back up to all these episodes that i missed out on so i just i've been binging super for like a month and a half and yeah man episode 130 boy Android 17 is the GOAT. I know everybody's... Oh, yeah, spoilers. I'm sorry. Spo spoilers are definitely coming uh, if you have not seen the episode. But I know a lot of people were talking about Frieza. And I, I, was, I, I already knew Frieza was still alive. I knew he was going to pop up at the end of the episode. I didn't expect it to be in that way. <laughs> um, but I knew he was going to be there. Excuse me. But uh, Android 17. Yeah, I thought he was long gone. Thought we, uh, I thought we got him out of here. Um... Yeah, man. I think 17 is the GOAT, man. 17 is like one of the best characters in this whole series. So I'm I'm really interested to see though how they're going to compact this, uh, these last like 20 plus minutes in this last episode. 
you got a lot to close out on, and I'm pretty sure most of this is going to be a fight, so I'm not sure how they're going to close all this out, um, but we'll see, man, but either way, Dragon Ball Super is fire, man, that, that show is straight flames, so if you, if you were like me, you, you waited a while to watch Super, it's worth the watch, trust me, it is, it is very, very well worth the watch, but that's all, uh, pretty much I've been doing lately not 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 too much going on in in my life right now been lazy and busy at the same time if that makes sense um, I didn't go out anywhere this weekend but I've been taking a, a ton of notes prepping for pro for other podcasts uh, quick note to the fight fans uh, me and anti cool got a special treat uh, we'll probably be recording on Saturday even though there are no fights um, at least no UFC cards but we got a nice little dedication episode coming on uh we'll be recording on saturday probably be released you know monday or something like that so be on the lookout for that actually i need to do prep research for that <laughs> after i finish uh recording this which you're hearing right now but with that being said i've rambled on enough let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode so you guys already know album reviews man gotta gotta talk about all this music that has been dropping between february and march that has just been slapping us in the face like every other week it's been kind of hard to keep up with all of these albums but i got three of them on deck man we're going to talk about jericho jackson uh, which is elza in crisis we're going to talk about fonte uh, no news is good news and we will talk about black milk's album fever and of course recommendation at the end of the episode so we going to run this from the top and let's start with uh, Jericho Jackson. So for those who don't know, Jericho Jackson is a group uh, comp, uh, made up of Elza and Crisis. Crisis being the producer. Well, he also uh, raps sometimes too, but Crisis on the boards, mainly uh, Elza on the mic. Uh, Elza, you pretty sure if, well. If you're familiar with Detroit's hip-hop scene, you, you should know who Elza is. Um, this is the follow-up. Not really a follow-up, because this is a collaborative album. But, you know, remember, we were just we went a long time without hearing from Elza. And he finally came back with Lead Poison, uh, you know, putting out music again. And he's back again, man. We got this the Jericho Jackson project. And I, I'm just happy that Elza is releasing music, you know, consistently again. Because, like I said, we... We have went a long, we went some years <laughs> without hearing from this man, so it's just been, it's been good to, to 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 get the a good dose of of his lyrics lately, cause we, you know, we just it seemed like he just disappeared for a while, but we got him back for now, so we gotta we gotta cherish this while we got it. Um, but yeah, Jericho Jackson album is titled Elza and Crisis R Jericho Jackson, and we'll just get right into it. Uh, this album, pretty quick listen, man. 11 tracks, pretty straight to the point. Um, as I said, uh, produced entirely pretty much by Crisis. Um, a lot of the beats on here, it kind of reminded me a, a bit. It gave me a, a lot of a, a Lead Poison kind of feel. Um, a lot of the beats are really kind of like low-key, kind of lo-fi. Nothing's really slapping you over the head. Um it's really like low-key really mellow um you might get a track or two here and there that kind of picks up the pace a little bit but i feel like for the most part like the beats are just it's like i said it's just real lo-fi really low-key it kind of the beats kind of lend themselves to stare to l's out and let the lyrics kind of take the forefront and the beat just kind of provides a just kind of like a foundation but it, it lets Elza kind of i think shine more uh, it did take a, a little bit for the production to grow on me because like i said the album is it's, it's very lo-fi and it kind of i kind of wish maybe it just would have switched up a little more not to say that the beats are like samey but like i said the, i feel like the mood of the album doesn't change all that much so it took a little bit for the instrumentation to grow on me but eventually it did and i think it's kind of mainly <laughs> to elza's credit not that any of these beats are bad, but Elza's just such a beat, such a beast on the mic that 
just like I, I kind of don't care whatever beat he's over like the, the dude is just barring it up so <laughs> i'm i'm gonna listen regardless um but i mean christ has held it down on the production and like i said it's not it's not anything too crazy it's just a nice compliment to elza uh, like i said it gave me kind of a a lead poison feel to it so if you enjoyed that album and like the production on there i think you would you would enjoy this um lyrically elza bro like <laughs> what, what you want me to say like the, the man never in his life has ever slacked on lyrics or flow or anything like that um content wise like a, a content wise this album almost seems like not not completely kind of like a continuation of lead poison but lead poison was kind of him in like that state of depression that state of self-doubt this album i think is he's kind of still there but kind of on the tail end of it i would say like he's he he still has the self-doubt but i I feel like it's, it's a bit more confident it's a bit more braggadocious he's kind of pulling himself out of that mode and kind of like you know he's getting his footing again getting his groove back so yeah content wise man like i said you you get you get you still get your your interest ah, your introspective tracks um but you also get some some topic driven tracks you get uh talks of tracks like uh that talk about police brutality um you get some some storytelling tracks on here about friendships and relationships um has a song on here called to-do list which is literally what the track implies like a just a track describing of things he he wants to accomplish and you know the goals that he has set up for himself and then my favorite kind of tracks when you get you know well i'll get to a later tracks like baguettes where dude is just it's just bars like <laughs> it's like dude can just elza has a way to just get on tracks and he can just go like he, he just goes and like i said i feel like that's 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 the shining part of this album is just his Elza's lyricism, is his wordplay, it's the the confidence in his flow, all of that packaged together. Like the the dude is just a, a beast, MC, and and lyricist. And that's why I said it almost doesn't matter what kind of beats <laughs> that he raps over, because the dude his skills are so good that it's just like, yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what else to say like if you've listened to Elza for this long you, you kind of already know what I'm talking about uh, I guess for anybody who's new um Elza is one of those he, he is a very I would say like elite lyricist like very sharp pen game very witty with words really just in the pocket flow never misses a beat I <laughs> there's nothing there's not a lot to say like like i said if, if you know you know if you don't you'll find out when you put this on so i'll i guess i'll just get into some <laughs> some of my favorite tracks because like i said this is not like this album is it's not really like overly complex it's not it's not anything that you can't digest it's, it's pretty straight to the point when you listen to the tracks you're gonna know the topics of what he's talking about it's just the way he delivers it the way his flow is the way his wordplay is that makes it just awesome to listen to uh but some of my favorite cuts on here uh definitely self-made which was um one of the i think that was like the lead single that was at least the first single that i heard from this album um i love the horns on the beat so shout outs to crisis uh, this is actually one of the more beats that was a bit more like lively compared to the other ones uh so i definitely appreciated that um, I love the line, uh, that's just how I'm blazing, nothing short of amazing, had a brush with death and all it did was make my wave spin, <laughs> like, bro, Elza just, it's so many bars throughout this album, and I, I wrote a couple of them down, but, like, if, if I really spent the time to get all of the bars in this album, I'd, I'd be writing for days, like, it, it's so many just dope lines in here, but, uh, Self Made is definitely a favorite track, um, Cuffin Season is another favorite track of mine. Um, I kind of like how he flipped that term. Normally, you think of cup season, you think of you know people boo loving, <laughs> all that good stuff. But he kind of flips the meaning into 
you know you gotta you gotta watch yourself out in the streets because the cops are about to cuff you up because they're looking for any reason to get you out of here <laughs> so uh in that track uh that's one of the examples where he kind of mentions things like police brutality and profiling and things like that so that was a, a really dope track I, I love how he he flipped the meaning of the cuffing season um 17 is another favorite track on here um i, I really like his his storytelling ability on this track where he uh, i think in the, the first verse he talks about uh, like this young kid who you know kind of just running the street life but he's not aware that like just because you're young it doesn't mean <laughs> you're invincible like you can get god out here too your your age doesn't mean anything and really I've, i can't remember if it was on the hook but he says like he wouldn't be the youngest corpse that haven't seen um so like lines like that like he's just letting the person know like you know you are here young and wilding out but dude you can get got just like everybody else so i really enjoyed the um the storytelling on that track um overthinking is another good track actually that's the i want to say that's i think that's the opener um overthinking though that's a, a really dope track really the track is <laughs> what you would would think it's about but uh i guess for me as, as someone who kind of lives in their head this track uh kind of hits home and like i said it's pretty much about him talking about just like various situations and what thoughts he may have running through his head at like any given time of the day and how he might be he's just questioning everything but he's wondering if he is he overthinking it is it more simple than he's making it out to be or maybe it's more complicated um and i, I feel like there was a was there, there was like an interlude um before that track or is it at the end yeah there's a, a nice uh i love the outro uh to the track that really um really kind of like ties the the whole thing together um but yeah overthinking that's another really dope track on here really there i don't say there aren't any there's some songs i like more than others um but like like i said it's only 11 tracks but most of these tracks <laughs> are really dope um like I said, uh, to-do list I liked. Um, Listen was cool. It was a little switch-up, little relationship track. Um, getting down to the... Uh, was this? Not the closer track. The track before the closer track. Um, Brigettes. Just bars. Like... <laughs> it's just... It's just bars, man. But it's like... It's the, the, the confident way he delivers... Uh, these bars man it's just this is like elza in, in prime form definitely this this might be that might be the favorite track like it, it's at least like top two but um yeah but forgets is is, is flames <laughs> just straight flames and then he ends the uh ends the album out with thank you which is a, a nice dedication track you know shouting you know a lot of people out people who helped him to get where he is things like that but yeah man like i don't <laughs> have a ton else to really say about this album it's it's beats and rhymes like that's that's what this album is well i always say like lo-fi beats and rhymes like if, if you listen to elza you know what he's lyrically capable of and that's what you get on this album um and if you're a fan of crisis production you, you know what you're gonna get and you you get that on this album like i said it I, I would say if you if you don't like this on the first listen let it grow on you give it a few listens sit with it a bit because like i said for me my first couple listens just because the beats were just kind of just so low and really moody it took a bit for it to grow in me but the more i listen to it the more i like it and as somebody who enjoys lyricists and wordplay this is definitely something i can go back to because i'm always picking up on like a new bar or a new reference that he might have said that I didn't pick up the previous time I listened to it. But yeah man, this this joint is dope. <laughs> it's just it's just good to see Elza back, man. It's just good to see Elza back consistently releasing music, consistently releasing solid projects. And uh from what I read in an interview, I can't remember which uh outlet I read this on, but uh, Jericho Jackson will be like a thing <laughs> like this isn't just a, a one-off apparently there will be future projects so whenever there's Jericho Jackson 2 I'm in there I'm all for it 
So shout outs to Elza, shout outs to Crisis. The album is just, it's, it's just dope. Lo-fi beats, beast rhymes. I'll, that, that's, that's all I got. That's, I don't know what else you want. <laughs> but Elza and Crisis, Art Jericho Jackson. I will leave links in the description below uh, to purchase the album. All that good stuff. So definitely, definitely give that a listen. Moving on. This album caught me by surprise. But my God, I was so happy when I saw this on Twitter. I was on Twitter one night. And browsing down my, my timeline. See Fonte posts. No news is good news. Midnight. And I just I instantly got hyped. <laughs> I've been waiting for a new Fonte solo project for a long time uh for people who don't know if you've been living under a rock Fonte is a part of the legendary group or was a part of the legendary group little brother uh with him ninth wonder and um uh big poo or rapper big poo you know they had their split kind of wish they would get back together but you know it is what it is things happen since then all of them have you know gone on to do other musical ventures and have all been like successful in their own right so that's at least dope to see that once the group fell apart like they're all still holding their own um fonte as as of late he gave us charity starts at home but that was back in what like 2014 i don't know that was a long time ago man charity starts at home came out a minute ago but that was his first solo album really great project um of course he put out tons of work with nicolay with the foreign exchange projects um yeah so um, fonte's been busy just not on the solo tip we haven't heard from him in a while he's like i said he's been more so just doing a lot of the the foreign exchange projects with him and nicolay then he had the collab uh he did with eric roberson on the tickler row album so it was really just happy just great <laughs> to, to hear he's dropping a solo because as, as much as you know and I, i'll say this fonte in my eyes is the the best bar none when it comes to being able to rap and sing and do both of them very well at a high level um, there are a lot of rappers who can rap and sing or harmonize but like dude can legit sing like has full r&b <laughs> projects out that sound amazing with him and uh him and nicolay and rapping wise you already know bars for days bars for days so that takes us to this album no news is good news let me give a uh, shout out to uh, some of the producers who helped craft the sounds of this album so we got dj harrison marco polo king karnov abjo dj cosmos illingsworth knots and tall black guy uh, those are all the credits i found so if i'm missing anybody i apologize <laughs> but shout outs to uh, everybody who helped craft the sound of this album um beat wise not anything you know out of the lane i would say of fonte uh pretty much the kind of beats i think you would expect him to rap over um i do like that a lot of this album is very very like soulful very jazzy some of the tracks have like just a nice vibe a nice bounce to them I, I would describe this album not even just like musically but like overall it's just, it's, this is the grown <laughs> this is grown man rap from production to lyrics to content this this album is like <laughs> this album is your og sitting you down and just giving you game and that's just what this whole album is and it's it's great and sad at the same time because the album's only 10 tracks it goes by really fast like it's i think it's barely over 30 minutes um and like by the time you get to the last track it's like come on man you could have gave us could have gave me like 12 <laughs> but uh 10 tracks he gets you in and out of there real quick but in the in the 10 tracks he 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 left no room for error like and he didn't waste any of these tracks there isn't like there are songs i like more than others but there isn't one bad song 
on this entire album. Like, every track has its purpose. Every track has its theme. Every track has a, a gem. It's, it's, it's just dope. Like I said, from production, which, like I said, is, is, is soulful. It can be jazzy, but it's, it's still hip-hop at the same time. Some of the tracks give me, especially towards uh, the latter half of the album, have kind of like a foreign exchange vibe to them, but he's still delivering bars uh, and singing over some of these tracks, but um, mostly mostly bars. But like I said, it's just it's a really good-feeling album, just like sound-wise. But I think the, the shining part of the album, even though the production is really good, it's, it's the content like I said very um, grown man-ish <laughs> to, to, to describe he gets into just a lot of topics that I'm gonna say people don't touch but I don't think they it's the way like he words it and delivers it that to me makes it a bit different from everybody else like I said, this to me, this album sounds like... It literally sounds like somebody's just sitting you down. And they're like, listen. <laughs> I did X, Y, X, Y, X, Y when I was young. You don't need to do that, bro. Like, I'm going to give you this blueprint. I'm going to show you where I messed up. I'm going to show you what I did right. I'm going to give you the playbook. Do with this what you will. <laughs> That's kind of what I took away from this album. Uh, it's just it's really honest. It's really blunt. Uh, I guess to get into more specifics, uh, topics include just kind of like just everyday life issues and feelings, um, relationships, uh, not even relationships just in terms of a significant other, but like relationship with friends, relationships with family, and how you know those relationships have shaped them. Um, I really enjoyed. Uh, I think it were two tracks in specific, or one track in specific, and uh, a couple of bars on another track. Um, I have to browse <laughs> through my notes as I read, but um, he he definitely tackles the issue of like health, like physical health, like eating right and things like that, which is something you don't hear a lot of rappers talking about. And he does it in a way like it doesn't come across like corny or or preachy at all like i said it's, it's just it's very blunt and direct and straightforward but i really appreciated him touching on those topics because that's something that's been a thing for me for like these last couple of years of like getting my health uh back in order after i had <laughs> fallen off the wagon for a while so yeah content wise man this album is, is just packed with content lyrically in terms of like just flow and wordplay Fonte gonna Fonte like um <laughs> do you, you if you listen to Charity Starts at Home if you listen to Little Brother if you listen to Fonte on a feature if you ever heard him before you you know the man can rap the man can rap for days he could rap circles around anybody and this is no it's <laughs> no difference on this album um I guess I'll just get into some of my favorites and like I said it's only 10 tracks i like every song on here to be honest uh so it, it's kind of hard to go through favorites because the whole album is just is really 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 good but i'll give you guys just a quick maybe like five uh tracks to me that i can't even really say stood out over the rest but i, I guess the ones that I, I find myself at least going back to the most um so help me god which is the second track on here um just bars just just so help me god literally in the the hook just so help me god i'll murder you niggas like <laughs> he knows like the, the the skills he possesses in terms of rap and he's just letting dudes know like you y'all can catch this work <laughs> um i love the line um i'm he master killer meets master killer your ogs og just ask the nigga um if you don't know he master killer is a uh Things from South Africa, South, no South America, uh, musician. So for people who don't get that reference, but <laughs> that that bar is serious. Really, that whole song is just nasty. Like, like I said, he just Fonte has a, just a, a way about him when he delivers lyrics. Like he knows that he's good, and he's letting you know that he knows that he's good, and that 
you don't want this work <laughs> like you you can you can definitely step up and you can get it um i love the track uh past the tigolo which is actually the follow-up track really like the first like i said the whole album's good but it's like these first like five tracks the intro the to the rescue which is the opener so help me god past the tigolo uh love the the really like jazzy beat on that one um and the hook is is definitely like really soulful i love the the hook on there shout outs to uh what is her name tamisha uh waden who uh, did additional vocals on the track she did a very very good job and of course fonte with with the bars like <laughs> nothing nothing else to say but like i said these first like five tracks are fire um but the one track that definitely 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 stood out after past tigolo uh, you get two expensive jeans and I'm, I'm so mad that this track is only like a minute <laughs> something long but in this one minute he just this track has like just some of the realest lines in all of the album and this is the track where he addresses like health issues especially in in black america and how just like a lot of the things we eat a lot of just our physical choices are literally killing us um i can't remember the exact line but he's talking about like the young dudes are dying of <laughs> the young people we're dying of like old people diseases like we're we're getting taken out in our 40s by things that would normally kill somebody in like their 80s because we're just making these terrible health decisions and we're not really like learning from you know past experiences um i really really love the line um, our biggest fears were shots of armed robbery now the biggest fears are clots and on and oncology like bro we used to just worry about <laughs> getting shot at or getting shot or getting beat up and now the biggest fear is like bro i might die of like diabetes or cancer or you know high blood pressure something like, like i might die of a, a health disease because i haven't been um you know i haven't been taking care of myself to the to the best of my ability so just, i really loved how he went in detail um on expensive jeans about that track i mean about that topic on that track so that was just that was really dope to hear uh cry no more which is <laughs> the very next track like i said man this this album comes out the gate just swinging um cry no more was definitely one of the more personal tracks on the album um talks a lot about his relationship with his father and kind of like how that affected his life and how that affects him um kind of like raising his sons um so he's trying to raise his sons to be a good father to them while still kind of dealing with I don't, I don't know if turmoil would be the right word but it's like the after effects of the relationship he had with his dad um so i, I really enjoyed that track just for kind of how uh, personal it was uh then you get to kind of like the middle section of the album i, I feel like uh around this part it, it starts to get a slightly more r&b-ish um shout out to freddie gibbs actually uh track number seven change of mind this wasn't <laughs> when i saw freddie gibbs on the feature i wasn't uh, this wasn't the kind of track like i guess i was expecting to hear him over uh, i thought it would just be another maybe like maybe, maybe not even a bar fest but a track that was a bit more like hard hitting uh hard hitting a bit more i don't know just you know freddie gibbs freddie gibbs is <laughs> it was just, just i felt like at least from what i've heard and I, I, I could be wrong because i i honestly haven't listened to a lot of like freddie gibbs's solo work I'm, i've heard some tracks here and there but this wasn't the kind of beat <laughs> or like production or song that i would hear him over but i thought he did uh, a really good job uh considering like the the vibe of that track it, it was definitely a different look for him but i think he pulled it off um like i said i feel like towards the second half of the album things get a bit more r&b-ish um you get tracks like sweet you uh which is definitely gives you a nice like kind of foreign exchange vibe to it um find that love again with that's another favorite with him and eric robeson uh definitely took me back to the the tigler album uh just kind of like that nice real classy <laughs> kind of r&b 
uh, flavor that uh, Fonte and Eric Robeson can pull off. And then the album ends with uh, Euphorium, uh, Back to the Light, which is a really dope closer. And like that, the album's over. It, it, it ends that quick. Like it's, it's only 10 tracks. It goes by really fast. But like I said, just the shining thing about this album is just within these 10 tracks, Fonte doesn't waste, he, no track is wasted. Everything has its place. And just the, the content throughout, like I said, it's just it's gym on top of gym on top of gym on top of gym. Like, dude, it's just you're getting some kind of game <laughs> every track. And if you're not getting game, he's he's just barring you to death. And the, the bars are just amazing. So, yeah, man, Th this this is definitely one of my favorite projects this year any Fonte album is like I'm just, I'm always looking forward to a Fonte project I, I wish we would get more of his solo work but the foreign exchange work is also really great as well if you've never listened uh, to him and Nicolay if you want just some really dope really high quality like R&B kind of kind of funk uh, that kind of vibe definitely 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 give uh, the foreign exchange albums a listen but no news is good news. Grown man music, man. Give give this a listen. If you've never listened to any of Fonte's solo projects, definitely listen to this. Listen to Charity Starts at Home. Both are just really grown man albums. <laughs> Both albums really just tons of good content. But like I said, I, I feel like this album, especially for just kind of like the times we were in now, um... This album just like I guess it just it just kind of just hits home. I think it, it hits a lot home too because I'm I'm getting older now, so like a, a lot of the topics that he uh, addressed, I, I feel like more so apply to me now, or like they're things that have that I've personally thought about. So the album for me, like I said, it just it just kind of hits home on a on a personal level, just because a lot of the bars are just they're so relatable as I'm you know coming into my own all that all that good stuff, but album is just it's dope this is really 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 good project so definitely give this a listen like i said only 10 tracks you'll get through it real quick a little less than 30 minutes but you'll find yourself coming back i, I promise you you'll you'll you if you don't leave with a gym from this album you're the problem it ain't the album it's you <laughs> but fonte no news is good news album is fire give it a listen just just do yourself a favor and give it a listen. Um, moving on to the final album that I will be discussing. Black Milk. And the album is entitled Fever. Admittedly, this is... This isn't the first... I don't think it's the first Black Milk album that I've ever listened to. This is the first one I've ever bought. He was one of those dudes that for the longest... I've always like known about him <laughs> but like I would and I would listen to like a lot of his tracks and I was like man this dude is really dope but like I would never for whatever reason like I would never like buy his albums and I I became familiar with him around um uh, albums like Sound of the City and uh, Popular Demand and it's kind of crazy because Black Milk is one of those dudes. Oh, and the Random Axe Project, which was Flame, which was him, Sean Price, and um, oh god, oh god, I'm, I'm, I'm so mad. What? Wow, who was the other guy? Who was the other guy? Um, Black Milk, Guilty Simpson. That's what it was. I was gonna be really mad if I couldn't figure that out. Um, but Black Milk was one of those dudes who like I said I first became a fan of him mainly because I, I really loved his production style um his MC his skills as an MC were decent back then but it was mainly his production that drew me in and if you just listen to his albums over the years from like I said from Sound of the City to Popular Demand to albums like Cal Troy Album of the Year the Random Acts album listen to those and then listen to like his recent works uh within at least like the last like five years so albums like no poison no paradise um 
the Rebellion Sessions, which came out, was that last year, year before last, something like that? Um, if There's a Hell Below, his style has switched and just evolved so much that, like, especially in terms of production, that he almost doesn't, you almost wouldn't think that these albums were even produced by the same person. But it's been amazing to see, like, his growth as an artist, and then his his skills as an MC have definitely gotten a lot better. I kind of liken him kind of like odyssey almost like him and odyssey are two dudes who both talented at rapping and producing two dudes who have both i think gotten so much better <laughs> at, at rapping than what they were from when like I, I first came across them and two dudes who production styles just continue to just expand and grow especially towards like the more live instrumentation side of things um so yeah, when I listened, when I when I heard Fever was coming out, finally decided like, listen man, I gotta I have to buy this. I have to let me give this guy like the fair shot that he's deserved for years and years <laughs> that I kind of haven't been giving him because I haven't really been buying any of his music. But yeah, man, this album did not did not disappoint. When I when I purchased this, I, I just wanted just some good production to to get behind. And I, I, I got it. This, his style is just so. What's, what, what's the word? <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just great, man. It's really. I love his use of of live instrumentation, kind of mixed with, you know, I guess you could say like samples and programmed, uh, programmed instruments, but like it's just a really diverse musical palette. Um, it's jazzy, but at the same time, it, it kind of like it can be gritty. It has like a, it can have like a little electronic touch. Like he just gives you so many different sounds and vibes. But like the album, just like I said, musically, it just sounds really full. It's really, it just feels like every track was really carefully produced and like taken care of and groomed. So that could it could be like a just a, a full track. Like it feel like he really took time to to craft this album. And just the production was was so good. I, I wish. Uh, well, I guess let me give some some quick. Oh, uh, they don't. Oh uh, yeah, quick shout outs. I'm, I'm scheming through his band camp because <laughs> I, I thought a lot of the um a lot of the live instrumentation on this album uh, was really good. So shout outs to Chris Johnson who played the trumpet. Uh, Ian Fink, who played the keys, Sasha Kosh Perko, who played guitar, uh, Malik Hunter, and also Sasha Kosh Perko again for bass, and Chris Daddy Dave. Oh, shout out to uh, Chris Daddy Dave. Uh, I believe this is the same guy, and I'm not gonna let this pass me by because you guys should definitely give this album a listen. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. I'm gonna find this album because you guys are gonna listen to it. Uh, Chris Dave and the Drumheads. Um, give that album a listen if you guys haven't. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the same Chris Dave. Um, and shout out to uh, Daru Jones and Black Milk, of course, also who had hands in production. But um, yeah, quick, just quick side note: Chris Dave and the Drumheads. Um, if you've never heard of him, he is uh, also a, a drummer uh, slash musician. Uh, listen to the track Destiny and Stereo <laughs> with Chris Dave, Elza, and Fonte. That's all you need to know. Go listen to that. But uh, shout outs to everybody who just did live instrumentation on this album. It was really, just really, really well put together. Like I said, just a lot of different just vibes and just vibes and styles. Just really just good musicianship uh, all on this album. So production wise pretty much flawless i have no complaints at all um lyrically black milk continues to improve as an an mc and i, I think on this album this is like lyrically some of the best I've, I've probably ever heard from him um he sounds really sharp he just sounds like he glides over a lot of these beats like he just flows in and out really seamlessly um everything just works and aside from his flow being really good um good lyrics and once again recurring theme <laughs> throughout all the albums uh, that i've reviewed today just good content um 
definitely a more what's the word not even personal but yes yeah, it's, it's very observant album um a lot of topics of you know things like police brutality social inequalities um kind of like uh topics of hypocrisy in terms of <laughs> well one in particular social media hypocrisy which i think i wrote down a bar for that which i'll get to um you got storytelling tracks on here um a lot of talk of just kind of like the the current climate i guess you could say that america's in and us just trying to navigate <laughs> through here and there in terms of like inequality poverty you know it's all, all of that that whole that whole gamut he just he kind of runs through through all of it so you, you just you get a lot of uh, topics touched on here and you also get some really dope instrumental tracks which i definitely appreciated it um on here so like i say yeah a lot a lot, a lot of good just good content in this album uh very personal a bit political but still comes off as just really just great music like i said not not preachy or beating you over the head it's delivered in a way that he can get the topics across without sounding preachy and just the music itself is just really high quality so it just it makes it <laughs> just a, a easy and a, a great pleasure to listen to uh some of my favorite tracks on here and kind of like the fonte album um only 12 tracks a pretty pretty quick listen get get through in and out um but like the fonte album there aren't really i can't say there are any tracks on here that i like i, I don't like like every track on here is is pretty good but i'll, I'll run through a few that uh, I thought kind of stood not head and shoulders above the rest, but uh, the ones that, of course, I, I find myself going back to the most. Um, Could it be, uh, which is the third track on the album? Really love just the the real like bouncy, really like the upbeat vibe of that track, and that's one of the ones where I really love how Black Milk just kind of flowed over that beat, really seamless, man. He just everything on that instrumental and his. His flow just seemed to fit so well. Uh, really enjoyed that track. Uh, Two would try featuring Dwelle. Um, I guess you could say that's kind of like your <laughs> one of like the relationship kind of tracks on here. But I love how smooth uh, the beat is, and Dwelle does a really sometimes less is more. Like Dwelle doesn't do anything crazy on the hook, but just what he does to me is just it's so smooth and it complements the beat so well. So I just I really enjoy how that came across. Um, black milk of course did his thing lyrically um and like i said i love this how smooth that beat was uh laugh now cry later which i want to say was the lead single uh from this album definitely one of the uh, more content uh heavy albums i'm sorry uh heavy uh tracks on this album um a lot of this track is him just kind of kind of pointing out the <laughs> the the dichotomy and the I'm trying to think of even how to describe this I, I guess i'll just give you this bar that i took note and you'll you'll get a <laughs> feel for kind of where this this track goes um i love the line um from raps to movies to black is beauty cops didn't feel the same felt they had to shoot me laugh now cry later so kind of on the one hand you know we think black is beautiful black is powerful on the other side of the coin somebody else doesn't feel the same and they feel so strongly that they're willing to kill you for it so you, you kind of get different situations like that that he references on that track um and then he'll just end the bar with laugh now cry later but that that was a really dope track i love the beat on there too that that beat was a bit more that one had a, a bit of a darker vibe than like I feel like the rest of this album did. Um, so once again, just really just diverse production. So he can cover a lot of different moods over the course of this album, but it all still uh, fits in place. Uh, True Lies, another good song. Uh, pretty much the title of the song would <laughs> you can kind of guess what it's about. Kind of him just, I guess you could say unlearning 
a lot of the things that he was taught when he was younger or even things that he knows now just him realizing that a lot of what he was told was a lie or was like a half truth and now he's kind of having to like relearn and re retrain his mindset to you know get on the the path as he sees fit i guess you could say um but definitely definitely enjoyed that track um the track dive love this track man uh i think there are like two instrumental two or three instrumental tracks on this album because uh i think eve is another one uh, that one's really short though but dive really dope instrumental track it's really just really peaceful get a nice little a little drum and a uh, little snare uh hit in the background really nice calm guitar i want to say i might have my instruments flipped and mixed up i want to say that's like a flute that's singing the melody <laughs> i might have that wrong but uh, whatever that instrument is i want to say it's a flute that's that's doing the melody part of the instrumental uh i really love like what that just kind of adds to the track that's like i said it's just something real like peaceful real serene you can just kind of put that on your headphones man you just kind of close your eyes and just vibe out so definitely definitely love um the instrumentation like i said the, the production on this album is just it's, it's so good it's so good so definitely appreciated the him adding an instrumental track um and i love the the closing track uh you like to risk it uh, you like to risk it all slash things will never be um it's really kind of like calm airy vibe i, I kind of just like the mood of that that track i mean the lyrics of, of course are dope also but i just kind of like the the feel of that track it was a really uh a really good closer to the album and yeah man this album like i said it's, it's so many it's so many different sounds and styles everything is just it all just it all just comes together so well like i can't say enough good things about the production on this album um like i said it's just it's really full it's really rich it covers a lot of different moods and then black milk is able to match it uh with his lyricism with his you know storytelling abilities with his topics like i said he's improved so much that it doesn't feel like now I'm listening. Well, I, I kind of do still just listen mainly for production because that's what I mostly like him for. But his lyrics have definitely gotten so much better that it's, it, it just makes the albums even that much. It makes them that much better to listen to um, because it's not like the production is carrying him. You know, the production is really, really great, but his lyrics and his topics are also really, really great. So dude is just he's amazingly talented like he's definitely one of those guys who should probably get talked about more um yeah man i can't i can't say enough good things about this album this will i'm I'm pretty confident this is going to be in the top 20 at the end of the year um (laughs) i'm not sure where it'll fall but i I, i'm i'm pretty sure this is going to be in the top 20 like i said just from music to the lyrics to the topics just everything about this album is just it's done really really well um and that i got in got in the game late with me purchasing his music but i'm glad this is the first album i bought for him because i know i haven't gotten my cd yet i don't think that cds ship until around uh, a little later this month but this album is just it's so dope man it's so dope it's so good so I could ramble on and on, but I don't want to keep y'all here all day. <laughs> but Black Milk Fever, I will leave links below to the Bandcamp so you can buy, uh, you can purchase the album. Uh, also, give it a listen on Bandcamp, but definitely support good music, man. Purchase the music you like. Support these good artists. A lot of talented rappers, musicians, producers, so on and so forth that definitely deserve and need the support and we should definitely you know get behind these guys when we can so black milk fever amazing album just just great music man just really just just great music in general um yeah i I can't say enough good things (laughs) about this album 
but definitely give that a listen, man. Definitely, definitely, definitely give that a listen. And that's uh, that's it for the reviews. But you know how we do, or at least how I've started doing, like the last <laughs> three episodes. Uh, recommendation. So I feel like everything I've recommended. So well, no, I had one movie. Um, I've been doing a lot more instrumental album digging lately. I've been trying to get back into that scene. I feel like I kind of fell off for a while. So a lot of my recommendations might be instrumental albums. Um, Because that's what I got for y'all today. So my recommendation of the day. uh, The album is titled Nobody Has to Know. And this is from a French producer named Onra. Um, I hope I'm saying that right. (laughs) Um, I've known about Onra for a pretty... It's, it's been a minute now. The first track I remember hearing from him uh, was a beat he did called Keep On Loving Me, which is a flip um, of the Whisper song, if you guys know um, if you guys know that song. Um, but that, man, that came out 2000, I don't know, like 8. I don't know, it's been a while. But, uh, yeah, like, I've, I've known about Honor for a while. He's always had a, a really like interesting production style uh just different from a lot of uh other artists i've heard uh, just quick mention uh if you don't know who Anra is and you want to get into some of his works um, my god i'm probably gonna butcher this name um, but check out the chino uh, series or is it Ch- chinoe series i'm i'm, I'm no i'm no i'm saying this terribly wrong <laughs> c-h-i-n-o-i-s e-r-i-e-s check out those albums there's, i think there's like a part one a two and a three um those were some of the albums that um or some of the beats i've heard were from those albums so check out those projects those are kind of how like i first started getting into his music um the latest addition to that one uh was chino series uh part three which actually came out last year but he has a one and a two out um also he had an album called fundamentals uh, that came out, I want to say 15, 16, something like that. Um, but he, he just has a very distinct, um, production style. And on this album, nobody has to know. He takes this, the vibe of this album is just so dope. <laughs> like he takes a lot of these just old school, like 80s style and like early nineties R and B and kind of like funk but kind of flips them to like this kind of modern sound um so like this there aren't a lot of instrumental albums i've ever heard that sound like this like a, a lot of the instrumental albums i've heard when people flip r&b tracks a lot of them aren't really like the 80s style it's more like that mid 90s r&b but this he like i said he takes that that really like that late that mid to like late 80s r&b style so it's some of it is like that real <laughs> like slow sensual some of it is has like that kind of like that happy r&b bounce i'm probably not describing this to the best of my ability but it's just it's a certain vibe this album has that just is so dope to listen to the album's only 13 tracks um yeah like i said if you if you just like that late 80s r&b sound this is definitely something you should listen to like i said this is pretty much like a straight instrumental album um i will leave a link to the band camp below so you can check it out um and just a quick note uh some of my favorite uh tracks if you just want to cherry pick a few just to get a feel for what this album may sound like um favorite tracks would probably be secretly love triangle the jam freak no question and uh the closing track all the time but um once again Onra, producer out of france really dope producer just really unique sound uh just like i said has a really great way of just flipping those that really old school r&b and funk and giving it kind of like a modern twist but it's like it's a perfect mesh of both worlds and he he just he pulls it off really flawlessly so uh definitely give this album a listen uh i will leave a link also to this band camp so you can give it a listen you can buy it if you want um actually shout outs to on rod uh, order the cd i just got my copy 
a couple days ago so this is the first onra album that i've actually owned uh so definitely definitely glad to have this in the collection but yeah man all these albums i reviewed today i really like thoroughly enjoy <laughs> like all of these uh i go back to repeatedly because they're all just it was so hard to even keep up with all these so they were just coming out like back to back to back to back and there's still more music i gotta review um i'm gonna be busy in terms of podcasting there's a lot of music out that i gotta review <laughs> between music and you know the stuff we got coming with the fight podcast like i'm gonna be a busy man but it's, it's gonna be fun so that means you guys will be probably hearing a lot from me <laughs> this upcoming month and and into april as well but just a quick recap man elzon crisis our jericho jackson give that joint a listen fonte no news is good news give that joint a listen black milk fever definitely give that a listen and onra nobody has to know recommendation um, give that a listen if you want a nice instrumental album and as i mentioned earlier give that movie annihilation a watch um if you're interested in like fantasy sci-fi give that movie a watch man it's, it's, it's a pretty dope flick but that's all i got for today man as always this podcast can be listened to on soundcloud youtube itunes if you're on itunes please rate subscribe leave a review we're also on google play follow me on twitter at serial sensei send questions to dojo top podcast at yahoo.com please send questions i definitely want to interact with some of you guys so i'd be interested to hear any questions you may have even if they're not music related don't give me anything too wild but you know <laughs> definitely wouldn't you know would, would like to hear from you guys have a, a bit more fan interaction and on facebook let's go to facebook type in dojo top podcast you will find us there also but that's all i got for today so as always, this has been another episode of the Dojo Top Podcast, and hopefully I will catch you guys soon. Peace.